I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The man who opens this casket will be the last to die. Chris, you're right, mate. I'm scared. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) Right, okay. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy with me as always. Tears. And I have to keep running. I have to keep running between people. No, do it properly, mate. Oh. All right. Beef. <laughs> no, you didn't have to shout. I was right next to you. Uh, you're listening to the Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> Halloween campfire. A um, couple of big announcements before we crack on. Tiss is getting a new dog. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's great. Oh, great. What's it called? Uh, Aria. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the dog. Uh, she's dog. Excellent. Almost as exciting. I better run over here for this one. This is big. Everyone's going to cheer and go crazy. Oh, pressure. Beef, what's happening? Uh, my wife Rachel's pregnant. Yay! Yeah. It is yours, isn't it? I hope it's mine. Um, well, I've seen the postman, so we'll find out. Right, you know. okay. So right, okay. So, yeah, Beef's, Beef's having a baby. So, go on his Twitter and say congratulations this week. What's your Twitter handle? Go on, it sounds like um, an IT password. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't listen. Uh, what is it? At Martin Luke? What is it? No, what is my not... Twitter handle? It's at Martin One Luke. Okay. <laughs> You're going to run around now? Um, oh, fucking hell. Right, okay, so we've got a big bunch of people here and we're all going to sit around this campfire. Hang on a second. It's nice, isn't it? Put the tan on your hand. Yeah, fucking hell, on my eyes. <laughs> Sat around that campfire and uh, we're drinking some lovely drinks and we're going to tell some spooky stories. I hope everyone bought some because we ain't got any left. Uh, 57 episodes in, we're spent. (laughs) So I'm just going to run around the circle and uh, everyone can say hi and introduce themselves. So this is... What's your name? What's your name? Where'd you come from? (laughs) Hi, my name's Jibs and I come from just down the road. Uh, oh you, no, where sorry. Do you, where do you consider your home? Um, I always say Buckinghamshire. Would you? Yeah, born in Aylesbury, bred in uh, Leighton no, Buzzard. No, I don't worry about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Did you haven't been on the show? No, we've mentioned it's him. First time. I talked about sharing a bed with you a few times on the show. Have you? Yeah. 
Don't listen to them ones. Um, and that's it, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Go, do. This is what's your name? It. This is Beef. Beef. Yeah. Don't worry about Beef. Here we go. Who we got here? Emily. Um, go go go. That that's is it. my that's name. That got. is my name. I was trying to think. I was. I was trying to, Going to try and introduce everyone with a link to the show. Hang on, so wife, you have got wife, a link. Wife of Daniel. Wife of Daniel, who's been on the show. On the there, show. We there we go. There we go. Daniel's not here. Yeah. No, he is here. He set the fire. <laughs> he definitely is. We'll get to him in a minute. All right. Okay, and we have Rachel. Mrs. Beef. Mrs. Beef. Who has been on the show. Preggers. Yeah, but well, not texted into the show. Yeah, yeah, I text. We've read out your text <laughs> with cor- a voice filter. Yeah, I correct no, your historical. Yeah, I correct your lies. Yeah, well, anything to do with history, you correct. And we have... Hello, I'm Daniel. And? Twisted Firestarter. Oh, okay. He started the fire. And you were on... I was on the fear episode. Fear discussion episode. Yes, I'm, I'm afraid of everything. Oh, right. <laughs> no, you came down on me. <laughs> it's like a real bone to You came down on me yeah. on that episode. <laughs> you were talking a lot of rubbish, though, so... <laughs> no, never to be repeated. <laughs> no, it's all right. I forgive you. It's kind. We have Mysterious, man. Hello. Alton. Alton. And I live on the farm. Oh, right. So. Owner of the farm of which we're using. Should we yep. call you the owner? Yeah. That'll do, won't it? <laughs> okay. And we have... Hello, I'm Hayley. And? And I am married to Bradley, who's the farmer's son of the farm that we're on. But not that bloke. <laughs> yeah. But not, but not the one you just heard. No. Two sons <laughs> present. There's two sons present. Two sons present. Of the four. You're not one. No, That's I'm the wife of. Have you got a scary story? Have I got a scary story? Yeah. I've got a story, it's not mad scary, but mm. I'll try. So if we get desperate, we'll come back to you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. And we have, God, this is going to be half the episode rocking around here. We've got Brad, who is uh, Haley's husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I, I live on the farm. Co-owner of co-owner the farm. Co-owner of the farm, <laughs> yeah. I wish. And we have... Hi, I'm Tess. I sometimes talk on the show, not usually, but <laughs> it's probably the most I've spoken in a few months. Yeah, when you introduce your dog. Uh, oh, yeah. congratulate Tess on Twitter for his dog. Yeah. At, Please do. At, at, at Tissy Baby. At Tissy Baby. And <laughs> um, we have... Hi, I'm Becca. And? I appear on the Japanese episode and also the infamous Miss Doubtfire uh, incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've been on that one. You've been on Area 51. Have I? Yeah. We, yeah. Are, we talked about the guy who was 13 years alive. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah. Um, that's Mrs. Bob Shoy. We're not married, so... I live with her. Um, <laughs> and this is Bob Shoy. Fucking hell, let's get on with the show. So what I'm going to do is, if someone's got a story, I guess I'll run the recorder around to you. I won't linger over your shoulder like I just did. I'll just give you the recorder so you can hold it as you talk. Okay. Okay, got it. Right, Who's good. First? Who's going first? Well, I have a bit of like a local... A local story. history? Oh, yeah, let's do that first. Do you want to go first? I'm if you think first, it's underwhelming. underwhelming. Okay, all right. Well, it'll, it can only go up like from a here. Geek. Brad, you're now taking over the show. Okay. This looks really extensive, so. So tell us what happened. Back right, in it's 18... complete with the sheep yeah, shit now. Right, okay, so um, we are geek. on our farm. The next farm over is um, in Creslow, which has a um, manor house as the farmhouse. And it's a 14th century manor house, okay? Uh, the oldest, or one of the oldest, um, Continually inhabited buildings in Buckinghamshire. It is just a family home at the moment, but allegedly haunted. So this is this is the account that I um, found in a a proper book, actually. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'll try and keep it brief. But basically, around 1850, a former high sheriff of Bucks attended a dinner party at Creslow. And he, obviously, in those days, rode a horse. (laughs) And um, the weather turned really bad. So they said, oh, you know, you better stay. But the only room available is obviously the haunted room. But, um, oh, yeah, I know. He, um, <laughs> he didn't believe in all that, so he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, and don't bother lighting a fire or anything, I'll just take some matches in with a candle if I need it, and um, he went to bed with a cutlass and two pistols, and it was all apparently like a big joke amongst him and the guests, because, yeah, he just didn't believe in anything. But the next morning, he didn't come down to breakfast, and the alarm was raised, so they sent some servants up and he wasn't in his room or anything like that. So um, they're all having breakfast, wondering where he's gone. And then suddenly he appears. And apparently he had to go out for this early morning walk, which uh, apparently to clear his head or whatever. Um, and then he told them of what happened. So he went to bed that night and he locked both the doors. He checked the chimney and was quite satisfied that he was the only person in the room. Shortly after falling asleep, he was awakened by what sounded like ladies' footsteps and the rustling of a silk skirt. So he quietly lit the candle. But well, can you tell the sex of the footsteps? I thought that, yeah. <laughs> 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 it sounded like ladies' footsteps. Well, they were, I was oh, delicate, yeah, I delicate, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Okay, so he um, lit his candle and as soon as his feet touched the floor, the sound stopped. So um, he checked everywhere and the doors were bolted as before. Um, no one under the bed, etc. Um, <laughs> and this was just past midnight. I don't know why that's relevant, actually, but whatever. It's the witching hour, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. So uh, he went back to bed again and got off to sleep and was again awakened by the same noises, but louder and apparently more violent swishing of a stiff silk dress, Ooh. which is obviously... <laughs> terrifying to wake up to well (laughs) this time he sprang from bed he darted to the spot that he felt the figure was standing and he tried to grasp at them but only for his arms to meet in the middle um and the noise had then moved so he apparently groped along the floor so it couldn't get past him but the sound then died out at a doorway to the crypt and he spent the rest of the night with the candle on and nothing else happened but just to ruin kind of his oh, account, <laughs> to ruin his account, nothing since then has been uh, noted. Recorded. Yeah. How far is that from here? That That's is the next, the next farm over. Oh, we nothing's can... happened until now. Well, you never know. And I actually know the family, and in one of the rooms, they there's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But in one of the rooms, there is this really creepy door, which is like a kind of church door. I don't know what they're called. Arch, like an arch. It's like an arch, like, but pointy. Arch. Oh, yeah. It's gothic, cool, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my extensive knowledge in church. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's, it's a stone top, and um, there's a baby face in the stone. Ooh. Then there's a young man face in the stone at the top, and then there's this elderly, like, deathly-looking face, mm. which is really creepy. But And it's also, they've got, um, like, gargoyles and stuff around the mm. roof, haven't they? So anyway, apparently the ghost is supposed to be of a woman called um, Lady Rosamond de Clifford, 
who was oh, a mistress, that's a, good ghost name. Yeah. a mistress to King Henry the Second, apparently. Wow. So there you go. It's not super spooky, but... A bit of local history. I've heard of, like, uh, Headless Horseman over there as well. Headless Horseman? Yeah, because I used to go over there as a kid. Oh, can you imagine if you just saw, like, a figure on the horizon yeah. over there? Heard galloping. Yeah. Swishing a dress. Yeah. But that woman, apparently, is supposed to only show herself to the man of the house. Mm. So she's obviously a proper bluesy. Yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> 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 You've got a thing for silk skirts, right? Yeah. As far as dress scary, like it's not <laughs> that scary. But there you go. There you go, hang on, son. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm actually pretty scared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hear swishing. But that oh. means I'm the man of the house, so... Nah, it's all right. <laughs> That was good. Well done. Uh, Hayley actually did some research. Did anyone else do any research? No. Yeah, I got one if you want. Ooh, oh, hello. Oh, I was going to pull out some um, panic panic stories, as I like to call them. <laughs> Thanks for doing our episode for us, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. How you take over the show? Cheers, mate. Okay, I'm going to have to try and get this straight. So, um, I work in a little village called North Church. And just up the road from North Church, there's another little village called Little Gadston, which is... Yes, question over there. Is that North Church by Berkhamsted? That is the very same, North oh, Church. I spent a lot of my childhood there. My grandparents used to live there. Great story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got more of them. I got more Zing. of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, trolling the host. Um, so anyway, Little Gadston. And uh, we, we do a little bit of work around there. Um, we, uh, we go and pick up litter around there. Uh, and... Uh, well, I was, I was being shown around there one time by one of my colleagues and she points out to this manor house on, on a green. And uh, on the top of the manor house, there's um, these three chimneys all directly next to each other and across the chimneys, there's this concrete coffin. And she goes, um, the guy who used to own the house is buried in that coffin and he didn't ever want to be disturbed. So he got buried up there and he's placed a curse over the coffin for whoever opens the coffin um, so he never gets disturbed. I'm like, dude, bury yourself anywhere. Like, put yourself right at the top of your house. You're asking for it. <laughs> anyway, that's his choice. Um, so when, when I heard that we were doing, where you were doing this, um, I thought, well, that's the only spooky story I can think of, so I'll, I'll look into it. So I did a little bit of research, and the guy who uh, until recently was living in the house um, basically did a whole load of research into the story so I'm, I kind of stole all of his work and basically found out that the, um, the guy who was buried in the coffin was called William Jarman and this guy was um, a church warden from the early 1700s and the story goes that he hung himself from an oak tree on the village green after he got uh, jilted because um, he, he had a, a massive thing for... Um, Oh, spooky. <laughs> little bit of EVP there. Uh, so he, uh, he had a bit of a crush on the... Um, um, uh, there was an earl who lived in, in, the, in Ashridge House, which is just down the road from Little Gadsden. Had a crush on the earl's daughter, and uh, she wanted nothing to do with him. So the story goes that he was, he was so distraught that he hung himself and then left instructions for him, so him to be put in this cursed coffin on the top of his house. That's the story. I know. So did he curse the coffin before... Um, I'm, I'm guessing there was some precursage going on. Yeah, I mean that, this is pretty. It's a pretty involved plan. Yeah, please, please don't dig too deeply. I have, I have, I have zero facts here. Yeah. So anyway, there's this guy buried at the top of his house, um, and I buried above something. Isn't buried mean you're below? Okay. 
Yes, he he's dropping. indeed. Yeah. Stored. <laughs> yeah. Sound is creepy, doesn't it? He's been he's been slowly dry smoked over the years. He <laughs> apparently tastes delicious. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> I just so happen to have some in my pocket. Yeah. So yeah, slow, slow roast Willy, extra smoky. That's my that's my wife there. Um, anyhow, so this uh, this Jarman bloke, he was a bit of a shady character. He he first got married when he was twenty years old um, to a rather wealthy young lady, uh, and a few years later she unfortunately passed away. But he can't have been that distraught because a few years later he was married again to another rather affluent young lady uh, and he claimed her dowry and unfortunately she also died very soon afterwards. This happened a third time as well and by the time he got married for the fourth time he was only in his 30s. He was now rather a rich gentleman um, in the gin trade and uh, moved to the village of Little Gadstead where he apparently fell in love with this um, the Earl's daughter and hung himself. So that's where we get to. This is bloke is clearly into some some dodgy stuff. He's clearly killing his wives off as he goes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's me slightly reading between the lines there. <laughs> so anyway, I found all this research out. It was done by this guy called Roger Bolton, who was the last guy to live in the house. And he did all this research back in 2014. This was halfway through the year in 2014. And uh, he ended his research by saying, um, as far as I know, it's all hearsay. There's nobody up there and it's just... Um, the coffin is just a Victorian quirk, you know. There's just part of the. It's all hearsay. Yeah, okay, there's nothing, nothing to the story at all. <laughs> so that was uh, that was halfway through t- 2014. Now, a couple of months after he'd written that article, I don't know if any of you remember, but we had um, some seriously strong winds. I think it was um, <laughs> Hurricane. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a hurricane. People probably die. No, I'm just imagining what's coming next. Yeah, people died, Haley. Just imagine. Yeah, strong winds. That's amazing. Can you tell the next part of the story? <laughs> no, I really can't. Actually, really can't. Well, you'll be surprised to learn that in the strong winds, the coffin came off the roof. <gasps> So the Bolton family wake up to find the coffin smashed on their driveway with the lid off, right? They go downstairs and there's nothing in the coffin. But as Roger pushes back the lid of the coffin, he finds inscribed on the inside, um, the man who opens this casket will be the last to die. And he's like... Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this so he goes. Um, I'm having none of this. We're putting this thing back where it came from. So that, that that very same day, they got some builders in. They got that that coffin thing back up on the roof. The lid was back on, fixed it all back together again, and thought nothing else of it. So Christmas of 2014 rolls around, and the Bolton's two children, who are off at university, come round, and they're uh, it's Christmas Eve. They're sitting in their living room. All is well. Uh, they're just about to go in for dinner. And all of a sudden, their son starts to choke. That's a little bit odd because they hadn't eaten anything yet. And they were just about to eat and he's choking. So they think, oh, he'll sort himself out. And then he he doesn't. And it's quickly apparent that he's choking really badly, starts to turn blue. They start to try and do the Heimlich on him. Nothing's working. Eventually, he collapses, falls down onto the rug. And they call an ambulance. But by the time the ambulance arrives... He's dead. He's gone. Oh my god! So anyway, they they load him up. Everyone went like really quiet. Now the story was like, "Shit, what's going to happen?" 
be all right. <laughs> so they load this guy up into the ambulance. They take him away. And obviously, the Bolton family are absolutely distraught. Um, and they go to bed on Christmas Eve night, totally, totally distraught. Their son has just died. And um, it's the middle of the night, witching hour, just about to turn into Christmas Day when um, Mrs. Bolton, Mr. Bolton's wife, wakes up and hears footsteps out on the landing. And she thinks, you know, it's probably my daughter. Now, you know, she probably can't sleep because her brother's just died. She's distraught. So she goes out and, and she opens her door and looks out onto the landing and her daughter is stood there, eyes closed, ghostly white at the top of the staircase. And as she watches her, she sees her as if she's been pushed from behind and the daughter just tumbles down the stairs and hits every step on the way down. Oh, my God. So anyway, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, Bolton... They rush down the stairs and uh, call the ambulance. Their daughter is alive, but barely. Ambulance arrives again, and they load her into the back of the ambulance. They're driving her down the road. Now, you, you might also remember 2014 was quite a mild winter. We've had yeah. two mild winters in a row, so there's no ice on the roads. And the ambulance is speeding towards the hospital with their daughter, who's, who's really fighting for her life. And as they're driving to the hospital, the car starts to weave as if it's on black ice. And the ambulance is clearly fine, but the Bolton's car is all over the place. And it starts to weave and spin, and the car goes off the road into a ditch. And Mr Bolton wakes up to find his wife is dead next to him in the car. Now, the last thing we see, the last, last time Mr Bolton was seen alive, he was running into the woods away from the paramedics. They tried to chase him, but they had to see to his wife and daughter, so he runs away into the woods. And the last time Mr. Bolton was ever seen was hanging from the very same oak tree that William Jarman hung himself on in the early 1700s. Well done, Dan. Well, yeah, showing us all up. He did the fire, did the story. No wonder he ran off, though, because he just get done for like doing his family and <laughs> suspected murder it's a bit unfair though because he didn't really open the coffin did he the wind okay. yeah yeah that's true he did close it again though. It's a bit harsh isn't it someone's got he to he tried to put it back how I found it that's really sad horrible wow well I'm going to get another beer yeah do it yeah. in your story Tiss turned to me and was like I don't like this and then that <laughs> one started Tiss you're right, mate I'm scared oh, no. <laughs> that's the point I felt like yeah <laughs> I was there was a point halfway through that story where everyone got really quiet. It was really good. I love this. I love the atmosphere. Can I actually? <laughs> I went for a piss. <laughs> I actually had a little brief jog back to here because I thought someone was going to jump out the bed. Oh, really? <laughs> you thought I'd arrange for someone to hide? No. Okay. So a long time ago on the podcast, um, I told a story of something that happened to me in my mum's house in Cumbria, uh, which is an old, scary, haunted house. And um, but I wasn't on my own when I told that story. Jibs was there as well. So even though I've told the story, I was wondering if Jibs wanted to tell the story from his point of view, and we could see how well we we remembered the story from different points of view. Yeah, come on. We'll see. We'll see how much. Or anything, because there's been a few dodgy things in that house. So I'll, I'll pass it over. Yeah, well, we were sleeping. That. That's the start yeah. of the story. So we're in bed. Yeah. So me and Bob are snuggled up together. <laughs> that was the first, the first scary night. Okay, I'll I'll tell the story and see how much of it you uh, 
fabricated when you told it. So we'll see how much of it's true. Um, so things I remember from Cumbria, because it's quite a lot of different things. I remember once, I don't remember who was there. There was, I think there was four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the same day as the sort of main scary weird things happened. Right. We were sat at the dinner table in your mum's room, in your in your mum's house, in the in the kitchen. <laughs> we were in a room. It wasn't that big a house. She didn't have a dining room. In the uh, in the bedroom. I don't remember this. What you're about to say, I don't remember. I don't see. I wonder if I fabricated this, but maybe we'll find out. Okay. We were sitting. I think four of us at the table with your mum and your stepdad and your two sisters, and the window was open, but it wasn't a particularly windy day. She had a picture on her wall, and we were all eating, and it was wasn't exactly quiet, but be a kind of like murmur of talking, and the picture. Do you remember this? The picture fell off the wall and no, hit the floor. I remember this. I remember this. Okay, maybe I don't know. It wasn't like it's was one of those things where there was a lot of reasons why it could have happened. But yeah, it was yeah, yeah. that was the first thing that happened that scared me in your mum's house. There were quite a lot of things that scared me in your mum's house. So we um, the particularly scary night. It starts as you suggested with uh, me and Bob in bed together, <laughs> curled up next to each other. Booning. Pre, we weren't spooning it. It was pre. Um, we weren't ready for bed. It was pre getting spoon. ready for bed. I think, I think I would have been the big spoon. But I'm bound to say that it gives me slightly more. Yeah, in that situation, spooning with another man. Yeah, I just just on the on the basis of that. So we're in the bed, we're in the bed together, just sitting talking about stupid stuff. And I think we had our friends John and. Adam, yeah, Curtis, yeah, were, were both there, and uh, they weren't in the room. They were sleeping in a separate room, which is, you'd have to go out of the room and go down a corridor. You'd go past the stairs and into another room. So we were sitting, chatting in the room, and we both had to go brush our teeth. Um, so we both got up, and we walked to the bathroom, down the corridor. We have to brush our teeth. And, where well, we had to brush our teeth, yep. And I, you notice I've padded out quite a lot of the story here at the start, yeah. <laughs> just to build up. And... Um, yeah, uh, Adam and John brushing their teeth. Everyone's brushing their teeth and talking, and then it's like we're going to bed. So there's no there's no scary build up. There was no creepy things that happened before. It was just that was it. We walked back into the room, and me and Bob were talking again, and we both immediately stopped in the doorway. Bob slightly in front, and me standing just behind. And when we looked into the room, the window was a, a kind of big bay window with two which could open up. Both of the windows were open and all of the drawers there was about three four chests of drawers all of the drawers had been opened and the wardrobe was wide open with uh some of the coat hangers out and one of the coat hangers was over the top of the door and the bed sheets were sort of messed up the whole room was like different everything had changed everything had changed and we both just looked neither of us said anything and bob stepped back and i said don't run and, and he ran so and left me standing in the doorway and I, I think we all just ran we both ran to John and well mainly to John <laughs> and John went in the room and we talked about it for ages how it could be possible could it be your mum she's the kind of person who'd prank us but we were out of the room for like 30 I don't know one minute should have brushed your teeth for yeah. two minutes yeah you're right <laughs> we were out of the room for two minutes initially, initially we both thought each other had done it as well yeah there was that initial first of um, sort of doubt you accusing me yeah 
And then when we realised actually neither of us had done We quickly realised neither of us could have done it or have time and even your mum couldn't have had time to do it. It was, it was impossible to have time to have done it. And I don't know how it happened. There was also, just to add to the, the scariness of it, there was a... Your mum had like a really old rocking horse yeah, in the room, was, which was yeah, terrifying yeah, just to look at. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we decided that we definitely couldn't sleep in the room, so we all went and we slept, I think, on the floor next to Adam and John's bed, which was down to the bathroom and then left back yeah, into yeah. another room. So no one really slept. We all sort of sat there, um, just like terrified. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're there and eventually we're obviously really tired, so we need to sleep. So we get to the night and we hear this creaking sound and this is this is the kind of stuff we could have easily fabricated or, or could have it could have just been psychological but we're all i think pretty sure we this could is, hear this is real we could hear the rocking horse first of all we could hear the rocking horse rocking which was horrible so that meant none of us were going to sleep at all um Ever. Ever again. <laughs> but then bob's youngest sister alice the the light in the bathroom was always left on. It's the only light. So we could all see from where we were in the bed. We could all just see through to the doorway of the bathroom. And we heard her in her room talking to her sister. And we couldn't really hear or talking to someone. We couldn't really hear what she's saying. She stepped out of her room, which then is just an immediate right turn to the bathroom. And she just stood in the doorway and looked up at the ceiling. And I don't, I don't know if I heard what she said or if I remember what she said, but she said something like... Um, it was like I don't want to do it or why do you do you remember you shouldn't have done that she said that and just looked up at the ceiling and I'm pretty sure I was like crying at the time was so, <laughs> I was so horrifically scary. it's one of the things I can laugh at but I was like it was probably generally one of the worst moments of my life yeah. I, I hated it my mum like I don't know if I can come visit you again yeah yeah I honestly thought so terrifying I never wanted to go back just to set the scene my sister looks like one of the classic like yeah kids she has long black hair, pale, pale skin. Complexion. Yeah. I think she was even wearing like a white like nightgown oh, at the time. Yeah. Like, and my mum's house is properly old, creepy house, like old yeah. house in the middle of nowhere, the old barn farmhouse thing. What's that yeah. movie with the kids? It's like it's like that. The Any Shining. movie? No, um, <laughs> The Shining. No, like the kids that are like very. The Shining. Children of the Corn. Yeah. She's like that. From the bathroom, can you, you can see the bedroom door though, can't you? You can see her so bedroom if, door. I saw her walk out. And go saw her walk out. Yeah. I've got a, she, do she walked back out into her room. She just went back into her room. She just stood there for a moment and said a couple of things. Like literally, almost like staring at the like tainted glass of the mm. door, like head up. But like obviously asleep, like oh, talked a bit yeah. and then went back and went back. Yeah. Fortunately for us, that was the last night we were staying there. So one thing again, I'm not sure if you remember, we um, we got up the next day and your mum drove us back to the train station uh, in Newcastle and the kids obviously have to come as well in the car and Alice was looking out the window at all the pylons mm. and she said, looking at one of the pylons that went past, she tapped me and she said, it's Jesus Christ on the cross. <laughs> and I was like, you burn in hell, I'm getting, <laughs> getting on the train, I hope I never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> She's now like probably basically an adult and probably yeah, very nice. She's like yeah, but I I was pretty much at that point happy never to associate with her at any point in my life again. Um, and that was it. That was that was. Was she what? Yeah, yeah, she did. Last summer, she's like, oh man, I used to fancy Jed so much. Yeah, I don't know if it counts when you're like three though. Yeah. I'm flattered, but 
<laughs> still. Alice but is one of those names as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. A nice name, but definitely a creepy child name. Yeah. 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 Thanks, that was a, a true story. Not a really that was a true story. You know what, there's another bit to that story, Jibs, which I think you'll remember when I say it. Maybe I forgot, sorry. It was the time before. That was one New Year's. But the summer before that, we also stayed there. And it was just me and you. And we were staying in the other room, the room that Adam slept in that night. And we woke up in the middle of the night to, um, like, clanging and banging yeah. to the kitchen. Like, almost sound like cutlery drawers opening and shutting. And um, we were both sitting there kind of like, can you hear that? Can you hear that? And we could. We both laid there for a bit. And then we both sort of looked down. And at the bottom of my bed, again, my sister was just standing at the bottom of the bed, like staring. And we just pulled our cup. We went, go to bed, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) Your mum, you know, she's got the sofa on the landing. Yeah. Hallway. I slept on that one night. That's where we was actually sleeping on Jibs' story. We slept oh, on the sofa oh, bed. Because you know, there's the room at the end, isn't there? Isn't there? Hang on, I'm coming round. I'm going to come round. I'm going to lean over your shoulder. There you go. Go on then, mate. So, um, you know, she's got the... It wasn't the sofa bed. It's just the sofa on the landing when with the TV and then... Yeah. Like, stuff for the, for the girls. Yeah, it's like um, an upstairs lounge. Yeah. Lounge. Well, it was one night I was... Um, so I decided to sleep on the sofa. Could, I was, you know, the the room at the end with the computer computer room. Yeah, yeah, study? yeah. That's the room we were sleeping in with the fucking clanging and banging noises. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Well, that might make sense because right. that that door. I was kind of just, you know, when you're sort of just drifting off and you're sort of quite aware that you're still not asleep, but you're very close. And and I woke up because I could hear like the door sort of opening, like jerking op- open, mm. sort of like creaking open. And I sort of at one corner of my eye, sort of sort of looked, and it looked, it was, it wasn't really doing anything. So I drifted back off again, and it did it again, and it opened, and I could see it sort of opening like that, and then closing, but like quite a jerked motion. Mm. Um, so I thought, if I try to think about this too much, I'm never going to sleep for the rest of my life, um, and just totally forgot about it, and managed to get to sleep eventually, but um, yeah, that makes sense. So that was the yeah. room where all that happened. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Well, the, the room where the first stuff happened with the drawers open, and when... You know, you said the drawers were open. Yeah. Do you remember there was like clothes hanging out of drawers? Yeah. Like, it was like someone had ransacked the room. Well? Just wants to wall that room off. Just that room, not have yeah. that room in the house anymore. Yeah, it's the whole house is fucking horrible though. Yeah, yeah that it? corridor that what goes down to your mum's room. Yeah, yeah. is the shining hotel room it's, with the two girls. And considering my two sisters are literally the shining girls. Mm. Well, not anymore. They not were. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Them when we used to visit when they were that age. Anyway, terrifying times at Roadhead High, and that's true. Your mum has orange juice on her cereal. Orange juice on her cereals? That's mad. What? Cereal? <laughs> fucking weird. There's no <laughs> wonder the house is haunted. <laughs> it's a fucking ritual. <laughs> Anyone else ever lived in a haunted house? My uh, my mum's brother died when he was very young, and their old house is haunted with his ghost. Really? Yeah. For real? Ooh. For real. My nan uh, speaks to the old owners, well, not anymore, but ages ago, and they would have their stuff hidden all the time because he was being mischievous. What, and they were just like, that old ghost? Was he part yeah. of ghost? Well, he was quite young. A young oh, ghost. Oh, really? That he, young he ghost? He was probably like six when he died. Oh. Mm. So he moved stuff, he was part of ghost? He'd move stuff around the house, you know, he'd hide stuff, just, yeah, be a little bit mischievous. It wasn't like nasty, it was just... Playful. A kid, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. a scare. The playful child Ooh. ghost. Yeah, isn't it? Casper. Yeah, Casper. Yeah, I've seen his tombstone. It's not so scary anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
on the farm there's like um do you remember the flat where me and Hayley used to hang on a minute is this going somewhere <laughs> a little bit it could do <laughs> could do possibly where me and Hayley used to live it, there's a flat attached to the farmhouse mm-hmm. it used to be used for like storing hay and stuff like that but they made it to a, f- a flat and um before we'd moved in there must have been 10 years ago now Probably, yeah. Like, um, a chap committed suicide in there. Like, really weird. He he put like a plastic, like a big bin bag over his head and used helium to like, like suffocate. Yeah, suffocate himself. Oh. It's like really weird. Wow. So, <laughs> just make a joke there, but <laughs> it goes through a really high voice. <laughs> <laughs> they found him dead on the ceiling. But All jokes aside, it actually happened. This guy's actually dead. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. It was only over there, so his ghost. Yeah, it could possibly. Fucking hell. um, Sorry, mate. So, yeah, so before the the woman uh, who moved in after that happened, as soon as she walked in the house, like with my dad, because my dad was showing me, she goes, Has someone died here? And my dad's like, Yeah, like, you know, about a month or so ago. She was like, Yeah, I can feel. Like the presence going. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you're gonna have to clean the place up before you move in. She was like a proper weird, oh, like, mm. yeah, she was. But yeah, so she like. She cats. <laughs> well, yeah. So she goes. <laughs> she goes to my dad. I've got a few. I've got a few cats. My dad was like, well, a few is fine. So when she moved in, she had like 14 cats. It was like a crazy cat lady next door. But she said like a few. I think it was like a few days later. She said, oh yeah, I can hear at the night time like the cat bowls moving around and like stuff jingling in the uh and she used to say to him apparently she's like yeah make yourself a cup of tea mate and stuff like that like, but um i did say so <laughs> we all thought maybe it's a 14 cats fucking moving the, the cat bowls yeah, and stuff but but yeah she's, she'll leave like the cat bowl over there and or it'll end up at the other side of the room kind of thing but um but then after she left wait was it always the cat bowl well, the, and all the cutlery and stuff that like actually heard jingles oh, right, and stuff like okay. that. But. And the tea bags. Bloody tea bags. Two sugars every cup. He goes through it, isn't he? That's why she left, because she ran out of money to afford sugar. But uh, <laughs> No, nah, she actually left because... We get she was, Well, she was, a, she was pretty <laughs> crazy. But, um, but I'd say, like, when me and Hayley moved in, it was just... We didn't really feel anything there before. No. No, it's anything. How but are we not living in like no a cat house? Bowls, you know <laughs> someone's <laughs> definitely died in. Um, didn't bother me. I don't, we we well, didn't really bother. Into, but I moved into a house that someone died in. I mean, he killed yeah. himself in our bedroom, really. Yeah. Sometimes. Because it's only one yeah. bedroom um, flat, so he killed himself. Do you ever feel like he's oh. there hanging from the ceiling watching? You? No. Until <laughs> now. Not until now. Well, we, well, we don't live there anymore. So yeah. What about the house you live in now? No ghosts. No, it's, uh, I don't think so. It's pretty. It was pretty old. It's over like hundred years old and stuff, but I don't think. Yeah, I think it's like a bit. I don't know. I would like to believe that nobody died in our house, but that's kind of yeah, unlikely. I think. Mm. Yeah. Like obviously, when you house it to a certain age, yeah. someone's dead. I mean, someone died in the farmhouse as well. But was yeah. it like your great granddad? My great granddad, I think. Yeah, he, he, just he died, died in, in one of the rooms. But yeah, that's it. But I'm sure I've heard like someone say about my. Uh, I don't know if it was mum saying that she could smell my my nan's perfume or I don't know she was sat at the uh, mm. just in the rhythm room so she could smell the perfume or something oh, do you remember her saying that at all I was, it was someone saying that but <coughs> yes but I don't know if that's something to do with uh, maybe they're only haunt places if they have got unfinished business or something because if your granddad was just old and died in a chair and that's it it's he was yeah pretty, he was alright yeah. yeah yeah I've never been to a haunted hospital oh yeah well, they mm. always die there People. It's only when they oh, become right, like yeah, derelict yeah. and stuff, yeah. isn't it's it? Like when they get all creepy. <laughs> well, you've never heard of a haunted hospital? 
Well, I've never been to a hospital. You went to that haunted insane asylum. Oh, no, but that's like an actual insane asylum. Yeah. I mean, like an actual hospital. It's different. Well, people die in hospitals all the time. Die in insane asylums. I know, but... Maybe you're prepped for it in hospital. You can't expect it. Yeah. What, so you think if you die and you don't expect it, you're a ghost? Um... Yeah, maybe. Look. Hang on a minute. Let me just let's do. Let's have a little ad break. Oh. Beef, what are you drinking tonight? A lovely cup of Turing Brewery beer. I don't <gasps> know what it is. Not your, not Brewdog. It's not Brewdog. No, I like Brewdog. So please still send Brewdog. But <laughs> no, this is Turing Brewery. Anything free. Ridgeway. Please send Brewdog. <laughs> We're drinking. Well, we've got all sorts. Yeah, it's Ridgeway, my favourite. At the moment, Ridgeway is the, the best sort of. The regular. one that I had before was a bit nutty. Been nutty. Anyway, when we're not drinking brew dog, we're drinking Tring Brewery beer. And uh, if you like that advert, here's another one. Yeah, you might have just heard an advert. Anyway, um, before I start getting desperate and um, pouring over Reddit <laughs> for some more ghost stories, does anyone else have a story of their own? I've got like a. It's not really a ghost story, but it's a weird story. Of a late, but it's a local story, though, I think. Yeah, like, do it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> doing it. So, when I heard you were doing the campfire stuff I was like same with Hayley like looking at trying to find like local um, yeah. stories you guys are so prepared I know yeah. Yeah. we did warn us that you weren't going to do anything so we were like well, well we I might did, I, I think they'll be serious so. a couple of stories don't, worry, don't you worry you're more invested in this episode than they are <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till they edit <laughs> oh, God, I can. so um, yeah so I was looking for like local stories and I, I was putting in ghost stories but nothing well, the only thing was Creslow was coming up that Shady spoke about. So I just typed in, like, I don't know, weird stories from, I don't know, from the local area. Mm. And one came up about Swanbourne, which is only a little bit down the road. Yeah. Um, and basically, the story goes, and it, well, it is a true story, because it was in like, um, the Aylesbury newspaper in, like, 1870 or something like that. So, like, they had newspapers in 1870. Yeah. So it's, like, quite... Handwritten. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Was to print a newspaper. Yeah. We had printing presses in 1870. Did we? Yeah. I know. Oh yeah, you're the hi- sorry. The history, history teacher. teacher. Oh. <laughs> I can't be ignorant about history. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can. Right. Everyone's I don't believe any of it. So um, yeah. So 1870, and um, there was a just on a farm, like it's a cow shed, where well, and there was all these herdsmen. And um, one of the days, it was a, it was like November and like really bad winter and like the weather was really crap and all muddy everywhere. Um, so they just went to do their normal daily jobs and they noticed that all the cows were outside the shed. They weren't actually in there and usually on a shit day, like cows would probably be in the shed like uh, sheltering. So they went, they went over there and they found someone hanging from the uh, one of the beams. And um, so obviously they were quite shocked, but they... and. They noticed that the um, the boots of this person were completely clean, and it was just like, well, how you know, with the weather like it is, it's surrounding with mud. How can they be completely clean? So um, obviously it was reported, and they um, it went to you know the, the thing I was reading it just cut straight to where the body was in church, and um, there were stories of like it was. Someone said it was it was like the body was in a trance rather than dead, and it was perspiration all over the body. It was really weird, and like it didn't really go. I read that I was like but it didn't go into more detail about that right. so um, but the weird thing it, it just kept going back to these like really clean boots and basically what it turned out to be or what people think it was that um, it was actually a murder and it was set up 
oh, right into right. To make that someone was like someone carried there and they yeah but um and there was like the person who wrote it was saying um like back in those days there wasn't many reports of the the actual murder and it they think it was because back in the days not a lot of people knew how to read and write like back in the country kind of thing they were just like farmhands and stuff so oh, yeah not many people knew how to read and write. But there's newspapers. Print impressive. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I just found it a really weird yeah. story. But it's, it's still, it's said that it's it was a suicide. Hmm. But, and, um... Unexplained. Unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. Unexplained, but, possible suicide, yeah. possible murder. But it said that the bloke had, like, little um, model furniture in his pockets. What? Yeah, so apparently he was a salesman. I love a weird, like, yeah. extra <laughs> thing like that. Yeah, so they said he was Just possibly... Shut at the end. That's the, my favourite yeah. part, sorry. Yeah. He was possibly like a um, like a salesman gone able, like a furniture salesman. And um, oh, it could have been... Maker. No, doll maker. No, because they used to have, like, little models. Or a giant. Because they couldn't... He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had really big hands. It was actual furniture. Yeah. It was a small deal. Yeah. They used to make little models. Yeah, so... Yeah, Why couldn't they have a catalogue? They've got printing press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the photographs cost like loads of money, so you'd rather just make little models. How do you know? Do you get a quote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come knocking around last week. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Was um, perspiring? What, at the... F- yeah, it's like... Cause, was he still so, perspiring? Uh, the, had he been perspiring? No, it was like... Um, where it's like the first... Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but like the... Uh, someone said that he had died of God's will or okay, it wasn't those words but it was something like that it was like and then after it was said that like, it was it was actually a suicide and then in the when when the body was in the well, not the ca- the casket yeah. people went to see it there was um, it was like the body wasn't hadn't gone stiff or anything like that it was just oh, like he was in a like yeah but he said it was like something yeah <laughs> was he still alive or was it like the nature of his death yeah Do but I don't know but it's very He'd been bitten by a snake. He's in a coma. Yeah, and they buried him alive. Buried alive. But on his, apparently on his gravestone, <laughs> it just says, unknown man, what, they about 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it was, it was actually... Oh, wow. Yeah. So no one ever knew who he was? No, no, but, and they, oh, they say oh, that because because it, nothing was really reported back from, like, obviously I said that no one wrote or anything, but they reckon that he may well have, like, nicked a load of money from his employers, and they wouldn't have said anything about it because they could have, like back in those days like they could have actually just taken possession of his house and stuff like that and mm. so I don't know what the hell he's running from but yeah, it's a pretty uh, mm. pretty old story wow hang on a sec mm. <laughs> hey someone did some research <laughs> yeah I've got some good stories on here why are you finding them I've got things about Ellsbury <gasps> have you hang on a sec let's pass it over more local history I don't know what Halloween is what do you mean when? Bring it over. Oh, hang on a sec. <laughs> Here we go. I Again, Dan's going to save the day. Oh, you know what Halloween is? Yeah. Oh. And Here we so go. And the stories of... And the stories of... So, ha- so Tiss, Halloween is um, the day before, um, well, All Hallows Day, which is a day where you celebrate... It's, it was traditionally that you celebrate and remember... Your death, yeah. So you'd go and visit the graves of your family members, and you'd like go and clean the graves, and like you'd. It's a celebration of their life, so it's a happy day. So also, day like, of the yeah. Um, so it's like a tradition thing. Um, so Halloween came that the night before was then those that had been 
um, that weren't remembered, the dead that weren't remembered would come and haunt people um, because they weren't being remembered to try and get people to come and remember them. So that's like where the tradition... seeking ghosts. Yeah, but it's, it's become more of a... So in America it became more popular, particularly with witchcraft in America. Um, so topic we yet to delve into. Yeah. I've got, yeah. So, there you go. Um, some interesting things with Ellsbury, so, um, which is obviously near us. So there's the pub in the centre, the King's Head, uh, which used to be in the Civil War was the base it's why it's called the king's head so it was the base for the um king's um army so the king's army were based in ellsbury and the um, parliamentarians the people going against him were based in oxford um so there's several battles around here but there's lots of rumors about the king's head that there's lots of haunted rooms in the pub and the rooms around so the information centre and stuff so there's apparently a girl that wanders the corridors um, who carries her head yes Becca has it always been a pub? no it was the headquarters yeah it was the headquarters so it was like a like a yeah yeah more like county offices like old um, like opposite because the the court is at the other side so it was like county stuff so that's why the king was based there but yeah there's apparently a girl that wanders the corridors who carries her head but no one knows who she is or why she's headless um, but lots of people have reported seeing her um, and there's a bit there's a room which apparently when the king was defeated Oliver Cromwell went to the barracks and kind of like his victory marched through Ellsbury that he defeated um, the king and he sat in this chair and apparently um, on the day that the king like the anniversary of the day that the king's head was chopped off the chair rocks that was oliver cromwell's Ooh. chair um so there you go but i've the still there? yeah wow. does everyone gather around it? yeah it's like in a bit so it's not in the so you know how we go to the pub mm. the other side that used to be a restaurant oh, okay. bit so his chair's in there um and the girl walks around across the top at the two Ooh, yeah. 24 hour surveillance of that chair. they had a spooky <laughs> evening in that pub yeah. Go there's lots apparently lots yeah. of things that, that weird things happen in there apparently it's a really <laughs> we haunted met each other the next day and was like when's that event like it was last night they held a seance yeah they held a seance they regularly apparently do like yeah, the spooky next time they do it, spooky I'm things go along and yeah and then um the road that I used to live on, this is not like a haunted thing, this is just a weird fact. Um, the road that I used to live on in Elmhurst, called Cleveland Road, um, has is the road with the most suicides and murders in one street in Ellsbury. So there's rumours that the street is cursed. So yeah. in one street there's been something crazy like 30 murders and 27 suicides or something oh, ridiculous. Albert Square. Yeah, <laughs> is a bit, yeah. <laughs> On Elmhurst, yeah, so it's just one road that, yeah, so, and no one knows why, why do people keep dying on this one road? Our family, our family, yeah. It's like haunted houses, like buildings where things constantly happen, or like a place where, you know, bad things constantly happen. Yeah. It's very strange. It's weird because it's a fairly, well, it's not new now, but it was built in like the 60s, so it's not a really old place, so that's why it's like people say it's cursed, the land is cursed, because why would people keep dying? Mm. Yeah, perhaps an Indian burial ground, exactly. Isn't where we're doing the campfire right now over an Indian burial ground? It's said that it could be. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well done, Brad. There you go. Said. There you go. Says some random. Oh, Emily. I've got like a well. I've just got. A, it's just a quick. It's not a story, but it's like a little phenomena. Phenomenon. Phenomena. 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 <laughs> and again. Um, uh, so I'm a nurse and I've done many night shifts in hospital. And there's a couple of things that I think many healthcare professionals or carers in residential homes or whatever will agree with me. That um, the first is when there's a full moon, you have an awful night shift. People go absolutely crazy. And I don't know what it is, but everyone will just go mad and walk around and like pull tubes out of themselves and like full moons bad night shift and 3 a.m also bad time just if something's gonna go wrong it'll go wrong at around 3 a.m for whatever reason it's always just like like witching hour was said before like people go crazy and people die always at like 3am weird phenomenon that I think most people will agree with me on that one well it's actually brought me on to another point do you remember when I got went to see Nikki and we did the astrology uh, chart yeah uh, I don't know if it was on the episode or after, but we spoke to her for quite a while after when you got your tarot reading done, which wasn't on the show. And um, she said the same thing about full moons. Mm. She said that people go crazy on full moons. There's like higher number of traffic accidents on nights of full moons. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's something to say about full moons. And like you say, okay. Charlie has said to us who worked in a mental asylum, like those nights, they're crazy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, who has confirmed, will be our next uh, discussion episode guest. Yeah, Maybe we can ask her about it. The mind at full moon. If you're a healthcare professional, just uh, message us and let us know what weird stuff has happened to you. Hi, What's the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're a, that's the uh, weird tales receptionist. <laughs> What's the email address? I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake! You did our flyers. Yeah, I'm making the website. Actually, if you're a healthcare professional and if you've got full moon stories, we could do a whole episode on full moons. Yeah. He's just gonna edit me out. Yeah. Come on. Bring that full moon. Full moons and werewolves. Werewolves come out on full moons. Yeah, they do. Werewolves come out on full moons. If you're a healthcare yeah. professional and have had uh, any werewolves come in and see you. But <laughs> didn't, didn't care workers, full moon stories, stories like that. <laughs> Uh, you can contact us at does anyone yeah, know the email address who isn't one of the hosts because I know you don't fucking know it <laughs> unexplainable no. at uk.com no it's fucking <laughs> it. I'm going to run over so Beef can fucking do it because I'm sure he knows Beef what's the email address uh, unexplainable uk at mail.com unexplainable uk at mail.com send your messages there come on tell your stories not not just your uh, full moon stories any stories and um I think there is something to this full moon thing. Yeah, there is. And not only that, we, we get amazing emails every week from people to that address. So if you've contacted us in the last week, and any week, yeah. what? We'll say thanks. What am I saying? Thanks. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for contacting yeah. us. There you go. And yeah, definitely the full moon stories. I really yeah. want to hear them. Oh, really? That's There's something you, in you it. Want. Okay. I if you think it's like it can affect the tide and stuff, it's going to... Yeah, it affects yeah. It's like maybe it pulls your blood around like fucking crazy. Maybe it's the consciousness because the consciousness isn't actually in your head. Is it? Oh yeah, it's oh, out in fucking yeah, yeah. somewhere in space. God, 
It's so scary to work in an asylum on full moon. Yeah. Fuck that. I want to tell you what, if anyone works in an asylum and wants Weird Tales to come along on a night of a full moon just to see what goes on, I'm totally down for it. Again, yet again, it's just me who wants to go along with it. Yeah. Beef, will you come with me? Email us the stories from the safety of our home. If there's someone who works in an asylum and they can get Weird Tales to come on their shift with them on a full moon... Do you want to come along? Sure no one will ever let you do Beef that. Beef will come. <laughs> yeah. Me and Beef will come. Tiss will stay at home with Aria. In- yeah. <laughs> and, um, I've got to look after the dog. Got an excuse. <laughs> Your person might have been in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You've been mulling it over. Just mulling it over. I think they might have been in a coma because in 1860, is that when you said? Mm. They wouldn't have... I checked with Emily as a nurse. They wouldn't have had medical equipment. I literally have no idea. Oh, hang on a second. Shall I come round it? Is this worth me coming? I just asked if there were medical Oh, okay. I'll sit sit back down. There wasn't that much information in the story, to be fair. Uh, Well, I'm coming. Yeah. If they're in a vegetative state, yeah. Well, maybe not then. They would have a pulse. Because they definitely, in the Victorian times, they definitely buried people alive. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely buried people alive. It's only very recently that we've actually had ways of absolutely, without a doubt, proving that people are dead, isn't it? Yeah. How do you prove someone's dead? Tell me. What would you do? How would you prove someone was dead? <laughs> How would I do it? Oh, there we go. Uh, you would check their pulse. Okay, but sometimes the pulse is so faint that you can't feel it, but it's still going. I'd check it really carefully. Uh, <laughs> I would check the heart. Okay. I'd put one of the stethoscopes on. I'd be like, nah, they're dead. I would shout. In their ear. <laughs> what is it then? What have I got? What? Well, now they can measure whether your brain is still going or not. Oh. The, uh, yeah. And that's, that's well, they, how they, they check they, the they satellites call, out in space. Victorians definitely buried people alive because people yeah. put um, things in their coffins. They could ring bells and mm. stuff because people yeah, were so afraid. Like that. Is that what you had your hands alive? up for? Yeah, I was going to ask, is that true? That, that is bell? true. Yeah, that's that true. true. Yeah, Definitely true. But the random historical fact, because uh, there was in Edinburgh two grave robbers there's a film about them called Burke and Hare oh yeah yeah um, and they dug up bodies to sell the bodies to the medical profession um, but they they reported fight digging up and opening coffins with scratch marks inside oh. so people oh that's horrific isn't it in their coffins that's uh, Andy Serkis and Simon Pegg that's the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seen. we show it it's cool yeah. film recommendation is it really Burke and Hare yes. yes is it no it's not is it Dead is that where Dead Ringer comes from yeah do I don't know if that's true, but yeah. But how does that relate to someone looking like someone else? Huh? I was just thinking. I think they might have been in a coma. Maybe. And they buried them alive. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for coming, guys. You can say goodbye if you like. I'm just going to huddle in. We have people leaving. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. Be safe. Thanks for sharing stories. Pleasure. Enjoy your spooktacular oh. evening. Oh, it's gonna get it's gonna get even spookier. I keep forgetting to say hello to Jason Isaacs as well. Oh, okay. He's gonna leave it as cryptic as that. <laughs> and they disappeared, and never to never be seen again. again. Can you imagine if we didn't? I know. Oh, we're joking about it now. Imagine if we didn't see him again. Oh, oh, they never saw any of us again. Yeah. Oh, we that's all even worse. Tis, you're right. I just heard like wood on wood. Sort of yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Sounded like something from like Blair Witch. Like, I don't want to be scared. No, you do want to be scared. I did hear that. I've got a story from Reddit which I might. Um... Reddit, don't put the torch in shit. <laughs> I'll start again because that might might ruin the atmosphere of the intro of that story. <laughs>
Sorry, that's going to be at the start of the episode. Your request, yeah, I'll leave it in. Can we have an intro, <laughs> like, Sorry. segment? Tiz, are you alright? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Where? Tiz, what is it? It's really good control. If you see something, what are you going to do? What did oh, we hear? Wait, what did we see? It was like wood on... I just heard, like... Someone playing the wood block. It sounded like... You know when a bottle like, pops out also? Mm. I thought it sounded a little bit like that. So it sounded like a clonk. I definitely yeah. heard something. Okay. Um, I can't really get the story up because my phone's just about dead, but I can just about remember this story. Um, so if I do butcher this story at all, um, uh, the guy who whose story... I asked him if I could use his story. Um, it was Maxim... M-A-C-X-Z-I-M uh, from Reddit and I'm just going to paraphrase his story he actually sent me an email earlier with a way um, longer retelling of this story which is really interesting so thanks for sending me that but I'm just going to paraphrase his story now basically he went um, orb hunting with um, a Reiki guy they were going to try and take some pictures of orbs and stuff and he got a few pictures which he thought you know maybe something maybe not but he didn't post any of them online because he thought you could easily dismiss so a lot of this as like dust particles and stuff like that. Um, so he was like, well, maybe successful, maybe not. Didn't really think much of it. But during the, the thing, his, his camera ran out of battery and he sort of called it a night and started walking home. And um, on the way home, he got this very strange feeling come over him. Like, um, like there was something coming towards him. And almost could, it was a really clear night, but he could see almost like one like puff of smoke or something in in front of him, um, which was really out of place and really strange. And he quickly tried to get his camera out to take a photograph or something just to, to capture, because he just felt this really strange feeling. It wouldn't turn on, wouldn't take the picture. So he took the batteries out, did all the classic like shaking, whatever. And he eventually managed to get the camera to come on. It's just flashing red, you know, and the camera's running out of battery straight away. And he tries to take a picture towards where he's getting this weird feeling from, just clicks it, runs out of battery, and as soon as he takes it, he doesn't know if he's got the picture or not. And he carries on walking home, and the whole way home, he's got this weird feeling, and it feels like someone's following him, you know? He's, like, walking quick, but this is fucking horrible. When he gets back, um, his dog starts going fucking nuts at the gate, like, but not at him, as, as if there's something behind him, like, barking crazy at this thing behind him. Obviously, he's pretty creeped out, because he's got this feeling anyway. Um, anyway, when he gets home, he puts his camera on charge, tries to get the pictures, and the picture he tried to take, when he got a weird feeling, there was one that came through, and um, I've actually got the picture, which I'll pass through, uh, pass around. Um. This is terrifying. your face. So this is the picture that came up. I'll pass it round, and you might think, oh, it's just. Yeah, I'll come around from that way. You might think it just looks like just a blur, but if you can see in the background of this picture, there's a very clear picture of a tree. So you can see it was a very clear night. There's just this one very close. Um, puffed of smoke like right in the lens which he didn't say this but to me it looks like I'm going to say it fucking face right up in the lens so I'm just going to bring this I'm sweating so nervous I don't like that oh. what where this is the tree the clear bit this yeah. is the face with the smile on the eye 
Oh. <laughs> I'm getting everyone's oh. reaction. On the, everyone's reaction is, oh. I will put this picture on the blog, Weird Tales of the Man, and the blogspot.com. That is quite... So you think eyes? Yeah, I'm thinking eyes. To me, that's what it looks like. It looks like a weird sort of face. And you can see this tree in the background, which is kind of clear. So it's not like a blurry picture. It's quite a clear picture. And he said himself it was a really clear night. It wasn't like a foggy night. eyes, mouth, right there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. The clear tree. Yeah, this is where I'm seeing the face like there. Yeah. It's quite clear. When you see yeah, it, you'll yeah. think you're surprised how clear it actually looks. I'm not, I can't see. I'm not really getting it, to be fair. Not getting that. Brad, can you see it? I did when I first looked. Next. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> yeah, edit Hayley out. <laughs> yeah, because I can see eyes. No, yeah, the, the eyes, eyes. This is like the mouth, this little grey bit here. I'll have to have another look at it. Oh, so I was looking another bit, actually. I was looking like, you see eyes, eyes, and a nose there. Oh, yeah. See, like there's that. loads of ways to look. It's a really then you look there, anyway. actually, yeah, there's an eyes... Well, that's know. where I see it. Like that's like almost like a chin. Yeah. Where? Oh, I see see it? it? Where? Here's the tree. Yeah. Here's the face. I can't really see the tree. No, I can't see it. You can't see it. You're all right then. This is all right. Let's have a look. I thought it literally your face. Just like. Oh, yeah. When Tiss was looking at it at a certain angle, it looked way better. That's the thing. That's what I thought. When I do see that. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it. it it's like the angle. smoke Fuck. is obscure. Yeah. There's yeah, like obscuring the background. Tiss saw it then. <laughs> so scared now. <laughs> Oh yeah, from like yeah. that. That's what I thought when I could see it from when, when she was looking. Um, it was like a ghost. Yeah, yeah. From like to yeah, at yeah, the yeah, side, you can see, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. much clearer. Anyway, that's how I saw it. But beef, you got your hand up. Hang on, so let me run over. Uh, well, finish the finish your bit. Well, that's, I've just got one that's the story, story, really. Oh, okay. Really one of my stories from Reddit, which I pulled out, which I found quite interesting, and the guy uh, was happy for me to tell it. What did he think? What did he? Did he say anything about it? Well, I, he sent me a really long email today, which I started reading, but obviously I've been really busy today. Like, as you guys know, I'm hardly sat at home at all. So I want to really go over his email because he sent me the whole thing. Maybe if it's if I get the chance on next week's episode, I can go into a bit more detail. Mm. Um, but I just thought this was it was really interesting, especially because i got the picture, which I can pass around the fire. So there we go. Thanks to Maxim. Thanks. Thanks, Max. Glad you survived that one, mate. So that actually happened to him, Nothing. He got home and just saw that picture on his phone. That was what was left on his phone. He was fine. Did his dog calm down? I guess. I thought, sorry, I thought that was a story he was sending about someone he knew. I didn't realise that. No, that was him. Yeah, that was the guy I spoke to. Yeah. What happened to the Reiki guy? Did they just part ways in the middle of the night and he walked one way and the other? Yeah, yeah, no. He was, I think he was at the Reiki guy's place. Because he was like Reiki with this guy and he was like, yeah, this Reiki guy, they got talking. I believe in orbs and all this stuff. Oh, we'd take some orb pictures together and, um, there's you okay. It's horrible, isn't it? Tis, Tis is having a bad time now. It's got. It's like when now there's less of us. It's got a little bit more We've been gathered in. Off one by one. Yeah. I didn't actually hear them get back to their car. <gasps> no. Stop. Stop. We'd do if we got back and their car was still there. Shit. Your... No, honestly, mate, I would. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I'll try. Okay, so now we're recording again. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so just got a really short story, which is just kind of weird and. Unexplainable, which is why I'm telling it oh. on this show. Is it a weird tale? It is a weird tale. So, what's well, up? Um, <laughs> let me tell the story. So, so a good friend of ours, who is the maintenance manager for the church building. So our church building used to be. It's like well, it's on an industrial estate, so it used to be a factory, um, and so we we have we've had three break-ins in the last year and and they'd sort of go into the office and take 
the Max and... Hey, this is Bob Shoy. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cut Beef's story short there uh, because an incident happened at this point in the evening. We put the recorder down. Well, I put the recorder down. I'll take full responsibility for this. Uh, into a pint of beer that Beef was drinking. And we nearly lost all the audio for the whole episode, but it corrupted the file from here on out. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Beef to um, tell you the rest of that story on next week's Weird News. You didn't miss anything, because after that point in the evening, we stopped telling stories anyway and sort of um, just began general chit-chat and good times. Uh, But we had a really good time. Hopefully we'll do it again next year. And if any listeners uh, thought it sounded like a fun thing to do, you're more than welcome to join us next year um, for that. I also want to take this opportunity to just say, again, a quick thanks to everyone who's been getting in contact and spreading the word and stuff this week. It's been a really busy week for listeners and and for the podcast so yeah we really appreciate it and um, if you do want to contact us it's unexplainableuk at mail.com you can find the blog at weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.blogspot.com and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash weirdtalesandtheunexplainable we're also on twitter i'm at bob shoy uh tiss is at tissy baby and beef is at martin one luke and also thanks to Bustle, who featured us on a uh, article this week. We were on the top 12 paranormal podcasts to listen to this Halloween. Uh, number four on the list, not too bad. So thanks to them as well. So anyway, you got a weird news next week. We're going to get Beef to tell the rest of the story that got cut off. It's a good one. Um, and then Tiss is going to prepare an episode for the week after. And then the week after that, hopefully we should be lining up our fourth discussion show. Um, so we've got lots of stuff on on the horizon. Really good stuff. So, until next time, happy Halloween. How's it going, Tess? It's great. We're making a fire. Got a bit of a cold, but it's fine. This is like the bonus material that I put at the end of the park. The bonus ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bonus ball at the end that makes you win the lottery. Dan's uh, doing it all while we while we stand. Dan from discussion episode. Fear. I don't know what number it was. I can't remember. Dunno. No, way after that. Forty-three, something like that. Why are we using our phones when we've got Look at that. Ace that little, looks good. Oh my god, I literally looked down. And it's done. And it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's set. This is the hard bit. This is brilliant. The, so, the fire's being lit. If, if I can start the show with some nice crackly wood noise. We should all go quiet. You could do a, uh, a wild track for now. Oh, let's see. Who's Flint? That's fire. Flint Eastwood. Sorry. Fire's lit. I was recording that as well. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> it's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's not established yet, mate. That is established. Yeah. That's yeah, that that is fire. Fire. <laughs> 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 yeah. That is established. Oh, wow, nice. on every flight with me, so if we crash, land. Spooky, This is a lovely it's gathering. Fantastic. I don't care that there's not so many people. This is a lovely gathering. Started our fire accordingly. You know when like you used to make fires and they failed forever? This is yeah. like the opposite. It it's what happens when you get older. You can just do away. stuff. Yeah. Oh, he might be on his quad. Brad's coming. Oh, coming across the field. Oh, I hope it's Brad. How's he going to drive it back? He's oh, going to be smashed. Yeah, Brad doesn't care. Fair enough.
film oh, this, this is the start to horror film. I hope it's, it's a murder. I hope it's a murder too. That would make Halloween so, so long. Awesome. Recording. How's it going, V? I'm excited because Dan's got the fire going in about 20 seconds. Yeah. It's done. Literally, Sorry. I pressed record and I looked down and it was done. And there's a quad bike coming towards us. I, I hope, it's a, I hope it's a quad I hope bike. It's a murder. There's just two headlights on the horizon of the field. Oh, that is Hayley. Hayley. Hello! We're over here! <laughs> in case I couldn't tell. We're by the fire! That one! This one! And I was like, you burn in hell, I'm getting on the train, I hope I never see you again.